promise that the bunny's not going to make noise <laughs> that that's fine <laughs> truly like we only have so much control over bunnies i'm uh i'm e- i was i was brought uh, a reese's bunny from he he said that uh they didn't order these but they got six in their jewel delivery okay so just being uh distributing the the bonus it was a jewel error in their favor we're not even close to easter no not really so I was like, I think they got it. And they were like, no, no, already I know. That's way too much. <laughs> we're never gonna sell all these. Should we at least try? No, just, get rid of them. I can't. Them out. Um, and it's in like a metal. Not metal. This is metal. Sure, yeah, it's like aluminum foil. Yeah, so you might hear uh, yeah. a crinkle, crinkle. I once, uh, I think you you know about this. I once went to a Halloween store. If for we're something. if we're gonna start telling stories about things that happened to us once, <laughs> we're gonna be here forever. <laughs> not telling it's relevant. A lot of things have only about. happened to me once. It's a similar story. Oh, I see. Uh, I got home from the Halloween store and I opened my bag and I took out like my plastic axe or whatever, <laughs> and then also in the bottom of the bag was remember those like Oreo candy bars. Hmm. I can picture one. I don't know. Okay. Uh, anyway. Were was, they like Twix? A, like, were yeah, they like, yeah, yeah. it was a Twix-esque thing. Yeah. Okay. There was an Oreo candy bar in the bottom of the bag, and I was like, oh, I didn't buy that. Should I eat it? Is it poison? Am I like, is is this bad? Did you steal it? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, it turned out, because <coughs> uh, I, I asked several people, like, do you think I should eat this? I was very concerned. I don't recall being asked. I, I definitely asked you, or I definitely told you about it. Uh, and it turned out it was a promotion the Halloween store was running, where when you purchase something, they give you an Oreo candy bar, uh, which no one mentioned at the mm. store, and doesn't really track. It's like it's not. It's, no, it must you have buy been a plastic like, axe. You get an Oreo candy, but what the fuck? That's going to get more people into the Halloween store. It was it was a good candy. All right. But I don't the, think their cereal never took off, did it? The Oreo O's. Yeah. No, it was a little too too far over the line into like this is, this, this is just desserts. Well, it didn't taste like Oreo either. No, yeah, that was also a problem. Well, he got something like Cookie Crisp, which is right on that line. Uh, See, that I don't... Cookie Crisp looks like cookies. It does. That's then now over the line, because we're looking at, at cookies we're eating. At least Oreos... O's. Ore, Oreos. Uh, no, you got, you got to double up on the O. <laughs> oh, Oreos attempted to look like a cereal with the circle. Yeah, and yet somehow... They made a more dessert-like product than How Cookie How is it Crisp. more dessert-like? It's just sweeter. I think it's just sweeter. I think right. I was at uh, Cookie Crisp Rules. Uh, uh, just let's let's not... Don't hear what we're not saying. I th- it's fine. I don't know. They're my thing. Okay. Uh, I'll, I, I, will, I will defer to your... Uh, yeah. 
I am the her expert. opinion. And, wh- and while true. I will say that I vehemently disagree, I have no choice but to respect your I take think I know on what any I, given I cereal. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm, I've been big into the mini cereals. Okay. You know, uh, Honey Nut Cheerios minis I've stumbled across. Okay. Wonderful. The lowercase, as they call them. Do they? I was trying to think if that was a pun on something. It's because they're O's, like the letter. Ah, so okay. Just... Yes. Uh, <laughs> and those run you through my jokes here. Those are a ton of fun. Um, I've had the uh, uh, Cocoa Puff minis. Those are pretty good. Those are good. Because Cocoa Puffs can... I, I, I realize it's because I put so much cereal in my mouth yeah. that it hurts like the side of my gums from sure. squishing down on that kind of shit too much. The minis really handle that problem because, like, the big ones, like the the Captain Crunch, mm-hmm. and the uh, the the uh, harder ones, like a like a Cocoa Puff, they can really do damage to that mouth. Minis help that. Mini Lucky Charms thought it was going to be a home run. Sucks. Tastes okay. nothing like Lucky Charms. Interesting. Mini Reese Puffs, delightful. So this is like a whole thing. They all do minis now. Well, I think just the whatever brand is okay. the, that brand. The General, General Mills, Mills yeah. perhaps. But I'm, what I'm saying is Cookie Crisp Minis sounds interesting. Okay. And I would also like a Captain Crunch Mini, please. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. If I come across it, I'll let you know. Yeah. Let's get huh? into it. We've got... Uh, Hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> you want to do the intro? Do the intro. It's episode 262. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the 262nd episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make, where each week we sit down and pour over the box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. It was so close. I, yeah, I, it didn't... Pour over this weekend's box yeah. office returns and tell you what we think. That was the only slip. Okay. That was it. All right. I, I know good. just about as much of that as I do of Nicole Kidman's thing. And go ahead. Uh, I'm your host, Brian. And I am your guest, Noah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were past this. I you thought wrong, Brian. <laughs> Drive Away Dolls came out this weekend. Uh, or by uh, its... No, why don't you say what the actual title is? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. You got to go see the movie to find out. Yeah, it does reveal the title at the end. I... I sat down to rank my top five Coen Brothers movies. Drive Away Dolls, of course, uh, directed by Ethan Coen and his uh, his wife, uh, written by him and his wife Trisha Cook. I uh, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of consternation about there. People just being like, "Oh, it's an Ethan Coen movie." Like, by all accounts, she has a a very an equally heavy hand in the the sensibilities of this film. So credit sure. where it's due. I. He directed it, though. Yeah, and I, I sat down to rank my top five Coen Brothers movies. Uh, you only rank half of them? Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the top five funny parts of Coen Brothers movies. <laughs> I, now, it turned out to actually not be as interesting of an endeavor as I thought it would be. Well, let's see. On your uh, list, you'd have No Country. You're going to have Burn After Reading on there. Okay. <sighs> You're going to have um, Fargo. Uh-huh. You're going to have... Uh, would you have a brother? Would you need to see a brother again? Do you Do you want to know? or Are you, are like, you actually ranking these? Oh, I, I am. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm ranking them. Oh, I thought this part of the story was getting up. Was you going and then I decided not to because it was boring. No, I'm just it's go. It's it. It still it still is my top five. What I was going to say is that really the uh, 
the juice is in the six through ten ah. rankings. However, that's when we start getting into the like movies gotcha. that I I haven't seen Miller's Crossing in a long time. Yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't. I, do I need that. to see Barton Fink again. It's on. But that Same. that's. But that's why that's why I thought you were gonna go. I did something else. So I started to guess here. Oh no 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 no! It's all right. It is it is just the top five. I'm just just kind of a prelude to be like it's gonna be a gonna be a pretty quick uh, pretty quick list. Do you have Blood Simple on there? I don't. Okay. So no country. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Burn after reading. Yes. Um, Fargo. Yes. Uh. Oh, brother? No. No. Lebowski? Yes. Okay. I got one more. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Inside Lewin Davis. No. <gasps> what? What a wasted gift I bought you. Um, fuck. Really? Yeah. It's a big one you're missing. I know. Mod- I modern could... era, too. It's not like Hutsucker Proxy. True Grit? No. Considered true grit, but no, that that would definitely place in the six through ten. Oh, a simple man. Yeah, yes. sure, sure, sure. Serious man. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that is the five. All right. So at number five, we have Lebowski. Correct. Woo! Go ahead. I with your spiel on Lebowski. Yeah. No, I I, I am excited to revisit this one with you. I know it didn't it didn't connect in our in our formative years. It might have been one of those where I was just behind on it and I wanted to not like it as yeah, much I, as everyone I, else. I think there was probably and like that happens, whatever. Yeah. But like I'm 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 ready to give it a it's shot. It's not it's not one of those things where like I wanna rewatch Monty Python the Holy Grail with you, but like I still think like I don't know, maybe it just won't hit. No, that that one way. I also feel pretty good about. I but like Lebowski is just fucking funny, man. I Incredible, uh, incredible career defining Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, uh, just like line after line. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just going to sit here and quote the Big Lebowski, but just like really fucking funny movie. What's your favorite quote from the Big Lebowski? Um, my fa- it's it's an incredibly hard question uh, off the top of my head. Uh, I'm an incredibly hard man is uh, wait. When uh, when John Goodman's doing the uh, the rant about his bowling opponent stepping over the line, and he says this isn't nom, there are rules. Uh, is is really great. The best uh, the best joke in the Big Lebowski is when Lebowski is in uh, he's in like the porn producer's uh, big California mansion. He's like at a party, and he's doing that. Uh, He's trying to find some information. He's doing that trick where, like, you scribble on the uh, the notepad that's next to the phone right. to reveal what was written last on the page above. And he scribbles and scribbles on it. And then the, uh, he looks at what he's got. And it's just like a stick figure with a giant dick. It's 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 incredibly funny. Uh, number four. You want to take a shot at number four? Yeah, number four is going to be um, a simple man. No. A serious man. No. All right. Uh, I keep forgetting one of my options. I have no country. I have burn after re- is burn after reading them? Yeah, number four is burn after reading. Okay. Uh, which, to my mind, is the it's it's a little extreme to say is their funniest movie. But like I, just, I every time I turn on burn after reading, I'm I'm howling, I'm cackling like a fool, 
the greatest line, of course, in Burn After Reading is Brad Pitt contacting uh, Oswald Cox. Played by uh, John Malkovich. Yes. Uh, and saying, uh, I thought you might be concerned with the security <laughs> of, of your shit. shit. <laughs> I... He it says just, it like three times, isn't he? Yeah, he, he refers to his shit a lot. Uh, it's maybe the greatest performance of Brad Pitt's career. Uh, maybe the greatest comedic performance of his career. I don't know. Uh, he's had a he's had a long career. He's been in a lot of good stuff. By the Sea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, tru- truly just like all-timer stuff from Brad Pitt in Burn After Reading. Uh, number three. Uh, this is a serious man. This is a serious man. Yeah, yes, because the, uh, the top two are, can't be anything but the top two. I agree. I uh, a serious man is also when it becomes a serious list. Uh, Funny, uh, because these are now all largely dramatic films. I uh, just just tremendous, like Coen Brothers getting uh, getting serious, but also like not doing their crime movie thing. Didn't Driveway Dolls remind you? Didn't it has that scene reminded me of of this movie? Which scene was it? We didn't talk about this. You're acting no. like, but we discussed that. No, I'd I'd also seen this reference like on Twitter or something. The naked woman next door, sunbathing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A I'd, huge part of a serious man. It is. I had uh, I had seen reference to uh, how Driveway Dolls has been in production so long that it's unclear if that was like a reference to a serious man or if he just lifted that for a serious Whoa. man when they were writing because he's like, this is a good bit. And I don't want it. So sit I in the was drawer. correct in saying that this sat in a drawer for a while. That's why it's only okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's, it's been a uh, it's right. been a long time. I, uh, yeah, just just incredibly interesting stuff. Uh, their sort of meditation on uh, religion and on sort of the the more like nebulously philosophical it's aspect a very of Judaism. Jewish film, yeah. I, uh, as someone who is not Jewish, I can only sit at it and look and be like, "Wow, that's fascinating!" But like, "Wow, that's fascinating." The rabbi is busy. Yeah, uh, he doesn't look busy. <laughs> He's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that's that's the kind of thing that even though I don't I don't have a lot of experience with rabbis or their schedules, I just I'm just like, that's right. That's right on the money, man. (laughs) You nailed him. He doesn't look busy. (laughs) He's thinking. Uh, Speaking of parking lot. Yeah. And speaking of career defining performances, just Michael Stuhlbarg. Just look at the parking lot. (laughs) Just. Scott, that's the the young, uh, yeah, like youth minister rabbi. Yeah, it's the youth. Yeah, it's a young rabbi. Uh, yeah, yeah seri- a serious man. Uh, yeah. All time great ending. Uh, a lot of great fucking endings in their shit. Yeah, uh, great music in that too. Yeah. Which way do you think I'm going between two? And I think one? you're going. F- I think you're going Fargo too. I am going Fargo too. Yeah. And here's the thing: is that like I I feel like Fargo is probably the greatest like capital cb cohen brothers movie mm. uh, yeah because it includes their their whimsy and their yeah it, yeah it has their yeah. sensibilities it has their uh, yeah. their comedy uh and on top of that is just like an expertly made movie uh whereas no country doesn't quite have the cohen brothers-ness of it mm. 
but I think is my preferred movie. One of my, I mean, just one of my favorite movies of, of all time. Both both of these are like contenders for my top ten on any given day. Uh, it's it's a it's a very hard choice and has been for the entire time I've been thinking about ranking things in my life. Like, what's my favorite Coen Brothers movie? Like, it's 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 seriously between these two changes every week. Uh, there's there's nothing interesting I can say about Fargo or No Country for Old Men that hasn't already been said. Uh, so let's wake up and start with the. Give a little makeup. <laughs> uh, Are you telling me to wake up? No, I'm just. That's the end of No Country. That's the end of my list. Oh, I see. I. Uh, and like that, to say to say that's one of the all time great endings. Like that's just straight out of the book. Uh, so good. But yeah, and then Tommy Lee Jones, and then I woke up. Uh, I think about that line once a month, <laughs> at, at least. I uh, let's get into our actual top five. Okay. I uh, probably get through this part of the podcast pretty quick. I. Uh, we had Bob Marley, One Love at the top. That's what you think. I have extensive notes on Ordinary Angels. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sponge for him. Hillary Swank is back. <laughs> the number two spot was Demon Slayer, colon, Kimetsu no Yaiba, dash, to the Harisha training. Uh, apologies to all Demon Slayer fans. Uh, number three was Ordinary Angels, followed by Madam Web and Migration. Uh, but Bob Marley, One Love, was in top spot two weeks in a row one with 13 spot. and a half million. It was a 52.9% is up to 71 million. Let's get together and see one love. That's what people did all across the country. <laughs> well done. Um yeah, 71 million dollars fucking crazy. 3 weeks I, a month ago if you had said Several million dollars for Bob Marley. I'd be like, yeah, in its fucking dreams as an ending yeah. total. Two this, weeks. This thing is like, this thing has a chance of getting over a hundred. I think it would only be the fifth uh, musical biopic to do it. Um, you know, the drop is, is, is okay. You know, I think that it's, it's tough. It had a great cinema score, but it also over-indexed a bit. Um, last weekend, yeah. and so many people saw it. It's not its tenth day out. It's its you know thirteenth day out or whatever, twelfth right. day out. But um, either way, it's a pretty remarkable sum. It's at one hundred and twenty worldwide, and uh, it's a big big hit for early in the year. And uh, it's gonna sink like a stone next week. Well, I don't know. It's certainly not going after the same audience. You know, it's Dune. Yeah, that's true. Kind of an older, like right now, Bob Marley, One Love is like going after like older moviegoers. Sure. So I don't know. We'll see. Hashtag you can see both. I, 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 I can never tell what it is about music biopics that like makes one hit and one not. Yeah. Why? Why is everyone into the Elton John movie, but not into the uh, Whitney Houston movie, but right. into the Bob Marley movie? But like the the Ted Williams movie, like doesn't get a release at all. Sure, it's like very strange. Like, is is the Amy Winehouse movie going to open to eight million dollars? Maybe I don't know. Is it going to open to you know, fifty million dollars? That was like, my I first time seeing. That I wouldn't tra- be bowled over. That was the first time seeing that trailer, and I was like, "This movie's going to be garbage," but that's not a bad trailer. Sure, if people want an Amy Winehouse movie. That's what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Who can say? We'll find out on release weekend. Because uh, I'm back to black. That's her song, right? Yeah. yeah. You got it. It's the name for her album. 
in the number two spot was uh, the latest Demon Slayer installment, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Harisha training, Hashira to the Hashira training, uh, which oh made $11.5 million. Yeah, that's a great number. These movies have a following. That's why Sony's releasing them and not like, you know, Anime City Productions or whatever. Right. Um, it's not as big as the a couple of the previous films, or at least one of them, just mainly because, from what I hear, it's not a new movie, but a very popular episode that they're releasing in theaters. Okay. But still, uh, great counter-programming to uh, Marley, and, and just uh, well done, uh, Sony. There was a time when one of these Demon Slayer things was released. Yeah. Uh, maybe the first or second one that like really hit big in theaters. When I was like this close to checking out Demon Slayer. I think I remember you saying that. Uh, it didn't happen, but like there was a time in my life when Good I would have been you. really into Demon Slayer and I thought like I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I'll rekindle that in me, but uh, it it was not to be. And I think at this point it's too too far gone. There's been too many movies. Uh, in the number three spot was Ordinary Angels, which opened to six and a half million dollars. And according to BoxOfficeMojo.com, does not have a distributor. Uh, inspired by the incredible true story of a hairdresser who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically ill daughter. <laughs> uh, clearly going after faith-based films, I believe, is what I've heard. Okay, see, I thought that just sounded like the latest installment of To Leslie. Except it didn't get an awards nomination for some reason. Well, let me click on it. Let's see. Meg Tilly. Whoa! Kelly Freeman Craig. It was written by Meg Tilly, Jennifer's sister. Okay. And Kelly Freeman Craig. It was it was also written by her. Wow. Not directed by Kelly no. Freeman Craig. <laughs> Thought maybe That's she just knocked crazy. one out real quick after uh, Margaret. Oh, Meg Tilly and Kelly Freeman Craig contributed to an early draft and received film. Okay, fine. That's it. Ugh, that was weird. Um, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, it has an 80% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5. It's got an A-plus cinema score. I don't know. Pretty sure it's faith-based. I don't know. Um, find your something. Make a difference. I can't read what that word says. Oh, yeah, there it is. For the creators of Jesus Revolution. Yeah, okay. There you go. Remember that movie? Yeah. Man, that, that made money, too. These movies how, make money. How far back in the production schedule do you think you would have had to gone if you could tell the producers of Ordinary Angels, like, hey, uh, you're not going to be like a huge smash at the box office, but I can guarantee you, you outgross the second week of your competitor, Madam Webb. How far uh, back do I have to, to go to do how, what? How far back would that make them go like, oh, wow. We outgrossed the second weekend of Madam Web, uh, the new superhero hit. Uh, when when did Madam Web trailer debut? Okay, so b before that, a day before that. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been real excited though. Uh, speaking of Madam Web, it did get the fourth spot with six million dollars, a sixty point nine percent drop. It is up to thirty five point four. Yeah, it's a big drop. Um, <laughs> movie's a big flop. And it's not. It's gonna have a tough time getting a hundred million dollars worldwide. Uh, and uh, there we go. You very rarely see drops that big when the opening weekend is that small. Sure is. It's playing in the most theaters of anything right now. 
And in the fifth spot was Migration, which made $3 million, uh, continuing its resurgence. Uh, it was a 21.5% drop. is up to $120.4 It's million. been 10 weeks. It's still in almost 2,500 theaters. That's crazy. And it's making money. I know. $120 million, I think it crossed the uh, two sixty. It's at $268 right now. Um, and yeah, it's a small drop. It's doing really well. Uh, and then I also want to shout out Driveway Dolls, which opened in 2,200 theaters, almost 2,300. And it made $2.4 million for the effort. $1,000 per theater. Not good, but we were two of the people who saw it. Yeah. In like a not empty theater. No, it was, it was fine. And it was, uh, it was perfectly entertaining throughout. Uh, let's see. Who cares about The Chosen second weekend? Who cares about Land of Bad? I can talk about Madam Web and Bob Marley. All right. I don't have anything else. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's roll right along. Oh, we you know what? To... I think I do have one more thing. Anyone but you crossed... Uh, or is going to cross today probably $200 million worldwide. Wow. I saw Glenn Powell come out and say that uh, he and Sydney are reading scripts together, yeah. looking for their next big thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for it. Sure. Let's, let's Why get, not? It's got a new uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan thing Tom going. God, make better movies then. But yeah, sure. Sure. It's just like get a, get a, get a pairing. You, you know how much I love pairings. From? I... Well, I was—I mean, I was on the uh, the Tom Holland Zendaya thing early. To uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone need to be yeah, in another movie sure. together. Sure. Uh, throughout throughout movie history, there's uh, Bogart and Hepburn, etc. Yeah. Uh, and just like let, let's lean into them, create create new ones when we have opportunities. Gather I, ye rosebuds. I think they should capitalize on it. I like that they're doing it on other projects and not just a sequel. Yeah, that's how rom-coms work. Yeah. I don't even care if it's a rom-com. Just, just like, the, the the way to become movie stars is not to make the same movie over and over again. Right. So, good for them. They did not make You've Got Mail 2. They made Sleepless in Seattle. Or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what came first? Well, I thought it was You've Got Mail. <laughs> But as did was, you really? As I was saying it, I was I was like maybe that's not true because I really don't know. So since Seattle came out in 1992, and okay. Mail came out in 1998. Oh, that's a pretty big gap. Yeah. Wow. And you could tell because you've got mails about the internet. Yeah, I mean, I guess Sleepless in Seattle, like the internet could have been in it, and they just weren't like. Have you seen Sleepless in Seattle? been a while i'm just saying like people could have been emailing each other in that movie and they just like didn't talk about it i don't know okay uh anyway is that all the uh the box office stuff we got yeah, I mean, sure. we'll you. big hit uh well it's time to now play everybody's favorite game did what? it make more or less than demon slayer <laughs> kimetsu no yaiba to the Hashira training the game where each and every week you tell me whether three movies opened better or worse than this week's top opener. And of course, top for a bonus new point. Opener? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I was. I guess opener implies that it's new. It You're does. right. Go ahead. I, yeah, I was I was about to start doing Bob Marley and then I was like, wait, those aren't the rules of the game. Uh, <laughs> I had a terrible joke. Of course, for All a right. bonus point, you can tell you me. You know what it was? Say it again. It's not that bad. Say it again. I was about to start doing Bob Marley. And you realize he was dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, sir, uh, are you ready to play? Yeah. Your first movie is Good Luck Chuck. Whoa, Dane. Yeah. Cook. 
and I I do want to uh, I do want to preface this is going to be a tough edition of this game because with Demon Slayer making eleven odd million dollars, I love it. Pretty uh, pretty low margins. No, I love it. So good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. That's the one with uh, Jessica Alba. That is correct. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, We're going opening weekend. Was it higher or lower? I'm gonna go Demon Slayer, etc. I'm gonna go a little. I was gonna go higher. My initial thought was higher. I'm going higher. Higher is correct. Yes. What else do I have to guess? Uh, the year Good Luck Chuck was released. Uh, 2000. Uh, oh boy, 2008. It's 2007. <gasps> uh, no. And it opened to 13.6 million dollars. I thought it was two years after Employee of the of the Month came out, which was 2006. No, it was uh, yeah. much like Saw movies. They released a Dane Cook film every year. <laughs> uh, the third in his trifecta was My Best Friend's Girl. Exactly. And then uh, the creators of those movies were put in a saw trap. Do you remember either of the two names who were in My Best Friend's Girl with him? Who was the girl? Who was the best friend? Uh, no, of course not. Jason Biggs and Kate Hudson. Okay. I've, no, I did not know that. I, I don't. You, you saying that doesn't make me go, oh, right. Who was an employee of the month? I, well, I saw that a couple of times, I think. <laughs> uh, Dak Shepard and who was the girl? Uh, Kate Beckinsale, Jessica Simpson. Okay, I should yeah, I should have known that. See, you saying that makes me go, oh right, <laughs> because I saw that a couple of times. What a what a time two thousand six was. Dane Cook was God, it. I wish I could go back. The highest of highs. Uh, your second film is Million Dollar Arm. Million Dollar Baby. Yes. Uh, million Dollar Arm. More. Uh, million Dollar Ooh. Arm. Opened to less. What? No, it didn't. It did. Million Dollar Arm. So now I got to think of the year for Million Dollar uh, Arm. Yes, uh, the release year. All right, so I think that I'm going to go with 2008 again. No, 2010. I'm kidding. 2010. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, way off. 2014. Oh. <laughs> uh, million Dollar Arm opened to 10 and a half. Uh, on route to 36 came out in may i know that it did may 16th 2014 so half a uh, point not quite all right so that was uh, a double a uh, double miss on million dollar arms so you gotta wrap it up with two hits on scream four <sighs> tricky it's the last scream movie i watched think that you mean like the most mm-hmm. recent scream movie you watched mm-hmm. okay <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty confident you've seen past scream four nope, i'm a i'm a craven loyalist mm. um that's why i'm excited for next year's craven the hunter <laughs> yeah it's just the the sound craven <laughs> is what you're really excited by and i love white castle <laughs> Crave pack. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go with. Uh, fuck, dude. I know it's so close. It wasn't less than 11. More. Scream 4 did open to more. It's actually the uh, widest margin of all of them. It opened to 18.6 oh, on route to 38. And I know exactly when that came out. It was 11. That is correct. April. Uh, April. Yeah. April. 
Hang on, I gotta get back to April thirteenth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well done. Uh, is nail biter down to the uh, down to the wire, but you got three points and thus the victory this week. Hopefully, something opens next week with Tie a shorter title. Uh, and now, come and gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yeah, I want to go back to 2006. Uh, well, you're going back to 2018. Oh, what? Uh, it's week eight, February 23rd. 27? Two movies are opening this week, and boy, oh boy, are they excited to do so. They're excited to open? Uh, well, they were. I mean, all they're, they're really, they had a lot of high hopes. Uh, Is one of them Black Panther? No. Unfortunately, the week before this, Black Panther <laughs> opened, and both of these movies I really see. got it, but good. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. opened in second and fourth place, what is respectively. The, what is the, uh, the, the date of all this? February 23rd. Okay, so it's not like a wrinkle in time yet. No, it is not. Or Tomb Raider or Pacific Rim Uprising. Correct. No, those are all March releases that got hammered because Black Panther was still making money. Um, all right, I'll need some clues to start off with here. All right, I two of the best movies of the year were both released this week. Whoa, what? I know. Two thousand eighteen. What are the odds? Two thousand eighteen. I also think they're two of the best movies of that year. I. Broadly speaking, I think one of them you would be like, yeah, that's one of the John Wick Chapter Two most pretty goodest movies of the year. Uh, no, it is not John Wick Two. Uh, but I'd say by our opinions, kind of uh, aggregated together, that be- it falls into one of the best of the year. I uh, let's start with the, let's start with the first one though, which we, I think we two, would two, both agree. Two thousand eighteen was like. Eighth grade and Roma and The Favorite and First I, Man. I will say that neither of these movies had any hopes at contending for any major awards. I'm just thinking of good. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I think funnier for one of them. Blockers. No. Game Night. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that's fair. Game Night, one of the best movies of 2018. Yeah, Game Night's great. I agree. It's like the last um, hurrah for R-rated comedies because Blockers would come out in April of that year. Yeah, also good. Um, uh, Game Night was in second place, by the way. Black Panther made $111 million in its second weekend. Uh, Game Night made 21 Game Night opened to not quite that high, 17 I was going to say 18 too. In second place. All right. Uh, then in fourth place... Uh, a <clears throat> movie that uh, a little uh, a little higher in my esteem than yours, uh, but I know you also came out of it being like that was quite good. Not funny. Scary. Yeah, parts of it are scary. <gasps> scary. I just more mean like kind of uh, lack, lacking humor. Now it's not it's not a horror movie per oh. se. Parts of parts of it are scary. It's more of a more of a science fiction type. Oh, life? No, oh, you didn't like life at all. <laughs> no, this one of our one of our great disagreements is that I think <laughs> that life is perfectly fine, and you think it's dog shit. That can't be. 
Chris. We've had way stronger opinions about movies than how we both feel about life. The disparity between us on life is can't be that as far apart as anything. No, else. I I I think when my when my opinion peaks at yeah that movie is pretty fine. Uh-huh. Uh No, it can't qualify for right. one of our great disagreements. Yeah, However. You hated it. I didn't like it. And I was like, yeah, I had a good time. All right, so it's sci-fi. <laughs> yes. One of the one of the great endings. Oh, no, it's not actually. No, I think it's fine as an ending. Uh is it uh, a, a not a rival? Annihilation? You don't like the ending of Annihilation? I I don't like the twin thing <laughs> with the metal man? Yeah. Uh, I, it doesn't work for me. Uh, that's, that's, this is one of the this, things we you knew this. No, I did this not. This is one. Yes, it's one of the things we argued about when we saw it. Well, it's been a few years. I remember it placing like fine on your list, and your opinion being like, "Yeah, Annihilation, really good movie," but like didn't didn't move you in the same way it to did me. Favorite, favorite to favorite movie of twenty eighteen. Uh, the bit where Natalie Portman is contending with the metal man who then turns into the, the twin of metal Natalie man. Portman. Uh, it's just, just among the most alive I've ever felt in a movie theater. Uh, the the bear screaming. Oh God! And I, yeah, I that no, that rules. shit. I that shit was great. The bear screaming. I I liked Annihilation so much. I read the book. Gross. That was your favorite scene. It's different. Yeah, it was. I looked it up. I believe you. That's a that's a My nice that's a nice chart. that's a nice lead in to what's coming up. That's what I do. I uh, and I'm My excited to get scene there. that year was Thor arrives in Infinity War. Bring me Thanos or sure. the one minute scene in Won't You Be My Neighbor? Okay, which made me cry. That was uh, both both great options. Take a minute and think about everyone who's helped you, yeah, or was kind to you in your life. Oh, so nice. Rogers, great. Uh, this is really making me want to get to the B side. So fourteen what? million dollars, eleven million dollars. Okay, you were lucky to get all every cent of that because uh, <laughs> they released it wide. Eight twenty four was like, here you go. Right. <laughs> here you go. Two thousand twelve theaters. Couldn't have put it in two thousand eighteen theaters. Uh, it's just, oh, that's funny. Seems That'd like a be missed funny. opportunity. 2012. Uh, Coca Cola spiced. I. Uh, what is that? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to bring that up tomorrow at the meetings. <laughs> All right, that's it for Come and Gone. Uh, which only leaves our B sides. Noah, it's our tenth B sides. <laughs> that's cool. This is, I say this a lot. This is my favorite episode of the year. Noah loves the B sides. Explain what they are. I uh, so the Academy Awards are great. We're in Oscar season. Uh, we're in our ramp up. Uh, you and I have about seven and a half movies left until we've seen all the Oscar nominees, uh, plus the shorts. Uh, and the Oscars are great, but they don't give out all of the awards. They give out some awards, and we have identified uh, the rest. Really, uh, the awards that the Oscars are too afraid to give out. Yeah, uh, too political. I'm not sure. Whoa, no, but dropping uh, money. You know, here's the thing, right? It's it's not. This used to be a much longer episode, too. It did. There were several categories here that we abandoned, like best comedy of the year, best action film of the year. We only did two of those, two years of those. Yeah. 
Most overrated, we did three times. We agreed on two of the three. I So far, I feel good about all these cuts. Most likely to be made of a TV show in 20 years. So far, we've not been right on any of them. But no. 20 years from now, we'll see. Sure. That was a good category for its time. Three but, years we uh, did Culture that. moved on. For four years, we did Best Romance of the Year. And we agreed on the very last one we did. Okay. For four years, we did Inevitable Sequel I'm Most Looking Forward to. We agreed twice. Most misleading title of the year, we did four years. Biggest waste of time, we did for four years. Most underrated film, film you should see next. We abandoned those. We sit with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Yeah, ten's still a lot. Ten's a good number. I'm happy ten's with a ten. Good number. And these are these are all these are all strong categories. The strong categories. Here we go. Let's get into it. The first category. Best debut. What are you giving for the best debut? And this could be behind so or in front of the camera. I'm uh, I'm really interested to hear your answer to this because this is the one category that I was I immediately thought there's only one possible answer. Whoa! Uh, I locked it in first, yeah. right off the bat. This is the first one down. I uh, and I wonder if I overlooked anything good. Uh, but my award for best debut goes to Celine Song. Uh, that is what mine was as well. Lives. Okay. Before we get into Celine Song, Dominic Sessa for the holdovers. Yeah, great contender. Um, Sammy Birch for writing May December. I'm pretty sure it was their first screenplay. Okay. We could have gone with. Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at my. Skin and Rink Man. Okay, yeah, that was his name. I forgot an incredibly strong debut. I've also forgotten the name. Yeah, uh, Marshawn Lynch for Bottoms. Hasn't he been in stuff? I don't know. He was nominated for Break. Bit. He was nominated for Breakthrough Performance at the okay. Independent Spirit Awards. He lost to Dominic Sessa. But Celine Song, of course, takes us home for her writing directing duties in Past Lives. Um, I'll have more to say on this next week. I think we're doing our top ten, right? Uh, I believe that's correct. Okay. So I'll have more to say on this next week, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just one of the, I I expect I'll join you in that. Uh, one of the one of the best movies of the year, one of like the most sort of emotionally complex and nuanced movies of the year, uh, and to come out like right out of the gate with this, yeah, is is just crazy. It also is there's probably a little bit of like you know that thing where like a band's first album. They say like they've they've had their whole lives to think of this album, and then right. the second album they have like a year and a half. Right. Uh, so in a way, like Celine Song has had her whole life to think about this movie. Uh, but like, fuck, and it's semi autobiographical. Okay, she says. I. Uh, but like, it's one it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, I knew I knew a kid, uh, kind of had a crush on, then I moved away, and then, like, life got complicated. But to actually be able to credibly capture just how complicated life gets. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just really fucking good. It was just incredibly uh, deft movie making. Well, that, that's the thing I kind of want to focus on here is like, she's, she's like, she's like carrying the most delicate. And she's like carrying the most delicate and, oldest and rarest like like piece of stained glass on her back and any movement to either side it falls and crashes yeah and yet 
she gets to the finish line at the end of the movie, and there's not like a a brow of sweat, a drip of sweat on her forehead. <laughs> like the way that she's so delicate in this story and handles it so deftly is really remarkable in the writing and in the directing. It's 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 wild to watch it and go. This was so. This was done with such care and was done so carefully. And any bit of it that's askew tips it into have you know risks heavy-handedness and risks you know um, oversimplification. Anything could go wrong with this. Yeah, and it doesn't. She yeah, just it's sails through. It's it, really remarkable. I I completely agree. can't wait for her next project. Incre- incredible stuff from Celine Song. All right, let's move on to uh, how about character of the year. All right. Uh, what were some, were there any that uh, didn't make your list, but could have? Yes. This is my hardest decision of the year. Yeah. I uh, made a last minute switch. You did? Yeah. Okay. I'm, this is the thing where like, I, I know the answer, but I'm all, I'm all, I don't, I also don't quite, I've got four. But can I give I, it to John Wick for a fourth time? Yeah. I've got four that are definitely runners up. Okay. Uh, and I don't expect you'll pick any of them. Okay. So I feel fine running down uh, my runners up list. But if I do name your best character of the year, right. please stop me. Uh, the character of Joe from May, December. Uh, Charles Melton's okay. uh, character. Just talk about fucking nuance. Right. Just like heart-wrenching any of the three for me december could have been, i could have given it to oh uh, yeah I, I i completely agree natalie portman too but yeah he uh boy boy what a complex performance he had to give yeah to the towing that line between childhood and adulthood uh because he, he is the biggest in my mind like arc he is the biggest revelation you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah i i want to shout out from the iron claw kevin von eric is it, and that is Efron. That's, that's Zach Efron. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, just this this very like simple, big-hearted man uh, being... Big-boned man. Yeah, that too. Uh, being uh, reshaped and destroyed by uh, an increasingly devastating series of tragedies. I can't wait to show my mom that movie. She has no idea. <laughs> And by the f- the 20th time someone dies, she's going to be like, what the fuck? She's going to be sobbing. I can't wait. Can't wait for you after the movie's over to explain that actually there were more Von Erichs I will that never, died. I won't mention that, but okay. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, it's based, it's based on based on a true story. Kevin Von Erich is a real person that real happened to. So like character, I don't know. Incredible performance. Yeah, sure. But, uh, but really great stuff there. Uh, kind of a cheat from Asteroid City. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's character oh, of both uh, Augie Steenbeck and Jones Hall, the man playing Augie Steenbeck Spoiler in the Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Really. You find it out immediately that it's a play you're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's... It I starts it's with Cranston going in. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is also something that I'll be talking about more next week. Uh, Asteroid City? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Asteroid City will... Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't made the list yet. I expect Asteroid City to feature, uh, but the the emotionality 
carried in that performance. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about Wes Anderson. I I, I don't know how I don't think, think about his movies. I don't think you're gonna have a lot of time next this week before <laughs> the we do this. I would challenge you though to try to watch Past Lives and Anatomy of a Fall again. Okay. Because I think both of those you were like I'd like to especially Anatomy of a Fall you're like I'd like to see that again. Sure. You know, I would give that a look. I will uh, I will see what I can do, but the the schedule is pretty, pretty full. Yeah. No. Uh, and then speaking of past lives, uh, Greta Lee's character, uh, Nora Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about the complexities there. Uh, again, any one of those three characters, too, could have done. Yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any runners up you want to shout out? Here? I do. I want to shout out Paul Hunnam. I think is his name uh, yes. from the holdovers. OK, that was one of those. That was my initial like, oh, done. Got it. But then I realized that so much of that performance, why I love it is. um uh, his performance and how perfect Giamatti is at yeah. it. So I took him off the list. That is that is the guy that like I'm not gonna pick, but I haven't ruled out yet. Right. I, I guess I I have ruled out. I know the answer, but uh, um, Sandra Voiter from Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Uh, runner up for me. Should I wait on that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> that's gonna be that's uh, gonna of, be my winner. Of course, Ken. Sure. Could have picked Ken from Barbie. uh, What a creation. But again, that also goes into the performance, right? I went, this is my curveball. (laughs) And I'm looking at, because I'm looking at my list and so many of the movies in no particular order on my list are not one character specific set. Like, you know, like uh, this is like my top like 25, right? So like bottoms or how to blow up a pipeline or, you know, theater camp or air or, you know, the boy and the heron or are you their God? Like there's like, they're not like one standout character in these movies. You know what I mean? So I went with a curveball and I am picking, I may have this later in the thing. I don't know. I am picking, uh, the skinnamarink from skinnamarink. That's awesome. Which I don't know (laughs) if that's what the thing's called, but that little voice and that little face at the end, (laughs) Don't you want to? <laughs> this is it's getting my voice. Phone? Pick it up. Pick up the knife. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a, a thing haunting a, a house in Skin. Skin and is a movie that um, I won't talk about next week. It's not on my list, but it is like a, one of the movies that has stayed with me the most this year. And I think it's a horror classic, in my opinion. And I think that. Um, if you haven't seen it and you're not a scaredy cat, and it's fine if you are, but if you're up for it, turn all the lights off in the house, watch it at night, and put your phone in the other room, and it's going to scare the shit out of you. I don't think there has ever been a movie that I liked more but felt that I could recommend to people less. I recommend it to everybody. I, I if, ha- if somebody says you like horror, I'm like... Skin Marie. I have too, but like I always have to couch it with like, yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you, nothing happens in this movie. Yeah, and when yeah. I tell you that nothing happens in this movie, what this, it's like Ron Swanson. Like I think what you heard me say <laughs> is that it's a slow paced movie, <laughs> or what that I like actually wait said. until yeah, or you're like me in a theater and yeah. you're like oh, okay, and then we're going to cut to like a person's <laughs> face and 
I guess we're just setting it up, and then, <laughs> then we'll get to like what the movie is. Yeah. It's just like that the whole time. Yeah. In fact, 70% of this movie is static shots of dark corners. Yeah, and you can't hear anything anyone's really saying. They have subtitles in there because they're like, you can't hear anything we have in this movie. Yeah. Um, but it is, I still think, the greatest depiction of when you are a little kid and you're looking in a dark room and you think you might see something. Yeah. It is that fear of like, did something just move over there? Or is that the the waviness of the dark, the pixels of the dark moving. Yeah. That is what this movie encapsulates. It is terrifying. It's very interesting watching it with people who don't find it terrifying, who at the end go, that was boring. And I'm just sitting there going like, what? And then the other person was with me went like, I only saw half of it and that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like Andrew came downstairs halfway yeah. through and then it ended and the two people who I watched the whole thing was like, I don't know. And then Andrew was like, what? That was fucking terrifying. Um, it is... Uh, it is an experience that movie, and really the only way to see it is without any distractions. Just yeah, yeah. engross yourself in the movie, and it's got an ending shot that will haunt you. And so my pick for best character is whatever the hell is messing with them in Skinnamarink. I love that. I will call it the Skinnamarink. I, I think you have to. Uh, that's an outstanding pick uh, and a great fucking movie. I did settle on uh, Sandra Voiter, Hell yeah. uh, Sandra Huller's uh, character from Anatomy of a Fall. You are not the victim. Uh, the line that she has to toe between, oh, like, does she seem guilty? Does she seem like a good mother? Yeah. Does she seem like? Uh, does Does she seem like she could have killed someone? Yeah. I. Uh, the the whole. The whole conceit of like they're in France and everything's in French, but like she's a German person who speaks German and speaks English and, and speaks, speaks French. French. Yeah. Uh, and so she's so isolated. She lives in the mountains uh, and is never like drawn to the point of like, oh, I think she's a villain. Right. Like, I think she might have killed her husband. I ultimately like don't think she did, but she might have. For sure, but my my mom left the movie thinking that uh, she she did. Yeah, that, I, I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a perfectly valid take. Yeah, I. But to be able to both be like, yeah, I think she might have killed her husband, but also like, not. I secretly think she's evil mm-hmm. or like a sociopath. She's just a little cold and like German. I. It's just it's just incredible and like an out, an outstanding performance, but the. The varying layers of yeah. that character are are outstanding. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about that next week. I, it's uh, especially with her performance in particular, um, and just how hard of a performance that is to give. Yeah, uh, is really remarkable. Um, and yeah, it's a really fascinating uh, character who at one is sympathetic and then non-sympathetic. Almost in the same scene. It's very, very good. And I think it's the performance of the year. Yeah. By Sandra Huller. I think that it's... She's my choice for best actress, and I think it's the performance of the year. I am... uh, I'm perfectly on board with that. All right. Most deserving of a sequel it won't get. Oh, I haven't done this. Past winners of debut of the year. Let's see. We agreed Bo Burnham, eighth grade. We agreed on... Maria Bakalova and Borat's subsequent movie film, and we agreed last year as well. Charlotte Wells for After Sun, a first-time filmmaker, doing uh, the, the small indie. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's to our taste. What can we say? The first one we gave this to 
I said the three stars of We Are the Best, and you said Jennifer Kent for The Babadook. All right. Character of the Year, we have only agreed once. Howard Ratner in Uncut Gems. Past ones, uh, I said Ricky Baker in Hunt for the Wilder People. You said Alana Kane in Licorice Pizza. And last year, I gave it to Lydia Tarr and Tarr, and you gave it for Podrick in Banshee's Adventure. Yeah. But it's a couple of, a couple of great picks. What Two fucking good movies. Oh, Tar and, so and Banshees. Tar and Banshees Come on, are man. so good. All right, most deserving of a sequel that won't get. Our first winners were John Wick. My mistake. Ended up getting a sequel. <laughs> a couple. And you said Snowpiercer, which did get a TV show. Sure. Kind of like a sequel. Um, we never have agreed on this. That's interesting. Uh, I've said... Uh, Planet of the Apes, meaning War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Um, I've also said Happy Death Day to you. You have said A Simple Favor, which is now getting a sequel. Yeah. So is War for Planet of the Apes. Uh, kind of. I more meant like I'd like like a direct sequel. This takes okay. place like hundreds of years after the last movie happened. Is it hundreds of years? Yeah, it's a long time. Might be thousands. But the Spaceman... So he spends up there a long time. He gets like suspended in. All right, hold on. Okay. He gets suspended in animation or something. I don't know. Hold on. Kingdom of the Planet. Oh, God, there it is. Set nearly 300 years after the event. Okay. So it's not a sequel, in my opinion. It, it's a, it, it might not be the sequel you wanted. <laughs> it's a new creative team. I wanted Matt Reeves back. I wanted the people to keep doing it. You sure. Know? Um, anyway, uh, you've said uh, Tenant. And Malignant, which is a great choice. Thank you. Um, and last year, I said uh, Downton Abbey, and I called it A Christmas Farewell. Okay. And uh, you said Emily the Fugitive. I Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. that was a fun one. What did you pick this year for most deserving of a sequel that won't get? I, I'm not entirely sure I'm going to hit on this one uh, <laughs> because, like, I, th- I think odds are more likely than not that it won't get a sequel, but... It could get a sequel. Did you have any runners up? Uh, no, I didn't. There was I, I was thinking like Scream 7, what with all the nonsense happening. Sure. Yeah, like we'll get a Scream 7, but it's not going to be yeah. the one we want. It, that's true. I thought maybe a Skinamarink. I thought maybe like, uh, you know, an Are You There God, like maybe follow her. But okay. Like, oh, I, that'd be good. Yeah, but I didn't have uh, a big one here, except when I came across it, I said, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we uh, might, it might be the first time we hit. I, I think it might with the uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Uh, there has there has been a little bit of chatter. Uh, I I looked this up uh, earlier today, and I think as of November, Chris Pine was quoted saying that he's pretty sure it might happen. Well, uh, you know what says the guy who definitely who, be down to who return. is so close to starring in Star Trek Four for uh, seven yeah. years, eight but, like, years. I I. I definitely think it may happen is not a strong enough endorsement for my tastes. Uh, but like it could, it, it could, it, it didn't do well at the box office, but also it almost made a hundred million dollars. It did. Okay. It got, as it time got, passes, you can just look at like, wow, that's, there's something there. It, what did it get? Got cru- it opened five days before uh, super Mario brothers. Yeah. That was which, not good. Yeah. I heard it. Uh, but just like really fun movie. Really funny, uh, great adventure, great cast. There's Speaking of game night. Liter- literally endless opportunities for uh, stories, Speaking for sequels. Speaking of game night. 
Yes. All right. Uh, I have the same one. I'm for the same thing. You yeah. have a great ensemble. You know, keep the budget under 150 million and rock and roll. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. I guarantee you, you can make a relatively cheap Dungeons and Dragons movie. Best movie not nominated for an Oscar. So in the past, we've agreed twice on this. For Clouds of Sal's Maria and Come On, Come On. Uh, last year I said nope, and you said Barbarian. Okay. So here we go. We have... Uh, this is giving a little bit of a clue into our list, because yeah. essentially... Well, you don't have a list this that, year. That's, that's what's interesting, is that like having not made my list yet, like yeah. I'm pretty sure... This is my answer, but like this is my answer as of right now. Sure. But as I put more thought into it over the coming week, maybe something jumps this, but I don't expect it to. Um Mine is Are You There, God, it's me, Margaret. Okay. This is the best film not nominated for an Oscar. That's great. And uh, I think I think we always do what Oscars should it be nominated for. Uh I mean, I will devote I can tell you that for sure. I have uh my own Oscars, as you know. I, yeah, I know well. I have it in Supporting Actress for Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And I have it winning Best Adapted Screenplay for Kelly Freeman Craig. Both uh, both would be great. If I could only take one, I would definitely take McAdams. Uh, she's really good in that movie. But uh, yeah, it's just an incredibly charming. I'll, I might have more to say on it next week, but it's an incredibly charming um, and wholesome and old-fashioned uh, drama and it's just uh, it's a treat. We don't get movies like it anymore. So, yeah, I uh, I, co- I completely agree. Uh, really, really enjoyed that one. Recommend who who wouldn't enjoy watching that? I'd Everyone like, should see it. I'd like Kelly Freeman or Craig to make more movies. Sure. Instead of waiting like seven years. But if every seven years she makes like an outstanding yeah, movie, Edge of Seventeen or this, yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. Sure. Uh, yes. My movie that I almost I will be speaking about more next week, so I'll keep it brief on The Iron Claw. That was the one right below. Okay. That's a little bit peaking of my ranking. I have it right below. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. All right. Uh, glad to hear that because I know how highly you think of Are You There, God, it's me, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a tremendously sad movie, but also one that does enough work to like lift you up. Uh, before everything starts going bad, there's the bits of the brothers coming together, and wrestling together. Uh, there's that whole montage uh, set to Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, in early considerations for best scene. Didn't make my like short list, but is just it's just really great. Uh, I would nominate Zac Efron. Uh, for best actor. I, I have him on my list and as well. And this uh, incredible performance i i talked about this when we got out of the theater but like there there are a few things like professional wrestling as just a canvas for a simple but incredibly effective drama uh and this this movie takes full advantage of that it's really great it's a great film not nominated for anything neither of these anything a travesty um let's go with Worst part of a good movie. Okay. This is hard for me. I have to say, I went really down on my list to find this. All right. I had a, uh, I, ha- I had a, I have picked pretty quick and this is, 
is tough coming after uh, best character because I don't want my definitive like I don't want my closing word on Anatomy of a Fall to be negative. Uh, because I enjoyed the rest of the movie quite a bit more. Okay, but I think especially relative to how good the rest of the movie was, I was pretty down on the climactic speech at the end of Anatomy of a Fall. I don't even remember it. Uh, just the uh, her, her like, son, oh, the uh, son getting called back to give new testimony sure. and telling that story. Uh, from the past. Oh yeah, we talked about that in the father. parking lot. I think yeah. I said that like in my mind it was a son. Did I say he was making it up? Is that what I thought? Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I I agree. I think that's uh yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely my reading on that. It was just it was a little a little too like I just I didn't believe that that boy would be able to convincingly right. make up and deliver such a complicated speech. Uh, and I mean, it's one of those things that like you either buy or you don't. I, well, I certainly wasn't going into it like looking to pick it apart. Yeah, you know how much I love a courtroom drama. Sure. I, uh, but it, in the moment, I was just like, really? Like this? Two this kid like sat down like, and like wrote two out movies of all time take place either in the courtroom or in just the outside del- deliberation room. <laughs> yeah. I like I remember some of the stuff I wrote when I was his age like not specifically but just like the broad strokes uh-huh. of my writing and let me tell you it was not that good well, maybe he's more talented than you were i i'm sure he was but there's a he can play the piano there's a huge gulf of talent between your average like 10 to 12 year old boys writing and this kid being like i have i have some pretty complex shit to say about my deceased father right i uh, and just really kind of in the moment brought me down. And I will say, like, as time has passed, I am much more focused on all of the parts of Anatomy of a Fall that are really great, which is basically everything else. But first, first viewing, it's it's a tough uh, a tough pill at the very end mm. for me. Criterion, yeah, and can't a, wait. A great choice. Can't wait. Not 4K though. One day. Well, I want to buy it now. Sure. So, I, I mean, I didn't have too many options here. I'm picking, uh, I'm throwing it back way back to January 2000, the first weekend of 2023. I'm saying the lack of horror in Megan. Okay. That's a good call. Megan's a good movie. And yeah. it's fun. And we had a good time. Not in the least bit scary. No, not at all. And I don't need it to be R-rated for it to be scary. Like, that doesn't affect anything. But the scares in it were all very juvenile or jump scares. You had the scene in like the with the dog, and you had the scene in, like, the garage and stuff, and the scene with the the, the paper cutter. I just, like, huh. It's just, it really lacked that part of it to, I think, take it from, like, oh, yeah, that was a ton of fun, to, oh, this is, like, excellent. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a missed opportunity, and I hope that the sequel is a little more scary. And it's really, uh, it really got me a bit nervous. Uh, we've talked about this a few times that like the memeing of Megan is going to make the next sort of wave of horror movies to be like all intentionally schlocky. Right. Uh, I I'm happy to watch a Megan type movie here and there, 
or like if you're if you're James Wan, you can make Malignant, and that movie's very schlocky and big, but done in a very deliberate way. It's also creepy. Yeah, that that's that's true too. But uh, yeah. but like if all the movies are suddenly gonna be like, ah, how stupid is that? Mm-hmm. Like, there's. Megan's a doll that's alive, or there's her imaginary friend Teddy right. Bear kills her, or like Night Swim. Uh, I'm I'm a little worried that there's going to be a couple years of just like everything is stupid, and they don't they're not scary. Yeah, like like Megan is like Malignant isn't scary because of how violent it is. It's scary because of the paralysis while it's happening. It's scary. When she walks on the stairs and just like like loud thuds past her, yeah. And the dishwasher scene that I th- I always think about, yeah. Remember the, that where she opens the door mm-hmm. and then the woman's face is there going like oh, and it's because she's about to go into that scene where that woman dies, right? It's, it's a jump scare, but it's incredible. It's not just a jump scare where someone goes boo. It's like a terrifying face where you don't expect it to be. Yeah, there's a lot, of, just a lot of cool imagery. Yeah, James Wan's good. Um, Megan could have been uh, great, but Megan's good and. It's a good movie, but that was the worst part of it. It's like, come on, a little more teeth. I agree. All right, let's go to uh, let's do. Oh, well, it's yeah, the opposite of this. Yeah, best part of a bad movie. I this one for me was tougher. I've been, I found this year a lot more, uh, yeah, a lot more like well curated my movie intake. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of, not a ton of stuff. I, I can attest to this. Uh, all the shitty movies I've watched on my list that I was like, oh, that's just terrible. I, uh, but there was one movie that overall pretty poor. Yeah. Don't expect I'll ever want to revisit it. And that was the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, wow. Uh, but let me tell you what Dracula. I, the last I, voyage of that the was one of my runners up was the creature in. Yeah. Last pretty, Voyages of Demeter. It's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. creepy. Yeah. Oscar could've, nominated. Could have done with the... Wait. No, it wasn't, but it could have been. Yeah. Could have done with that creature in Megan. Sure. Uh, up the, up the scare factor a little bit. That creature doing a TikTok dance. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, if they have Dracula from Last Voyage of the Demeter 2 do a TikTok dance, I'll, I'll see it. Yeah. How about that? All right. So... I'm sure there's something I could say about most of my bottom five, you know? Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Paul Rudd's always a delight. Sure. He Who Shall Not Be Named is good, you know? Yeah. You should have gone with that. Five Nights at Freddy's, Great Animatronics. Okay. This is going in order, by the way. Rebel Moon, Part 1, A Child of Fire. I don't know. (laughs) Visual effects or something? Sure. Good Burger 2. Oh, look. It's nice seeing them again. <laughs> Sound of Freedom. Worst movie I saw this year. I don't have anything good to say about that. Bill Camp's a strong actor. Sure. I'm sure he gives a competent performance. I, um... There's really one answer for me. Like, I could go with Bo's Afraid. You know, maybe Joaquin or something. Sure. Or just the opening, kind of, the when he walks out in the streets. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm instead going with Jason Momoa in Fast X. Okay. A breath of fresh air of a villain. Someone who's clearly having fun doing a film for the first time instead of the 10th time. And you can just clearly feel the energy shift in that room where 
everyone's not focusing their performance on mimicking Dom. But instead, he's like, I'm just going to be me and have a blast. And it was infectious every time he was on screen. He talked to those dead people. It was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. So talking uh, to dead people was pretty good. If they're retooling the last one or Vin Diesel still doing the last one after all the stuff came out, he, he posted something recently on Instagram being like the meeting uh, went great about the writing of the movie. All right. So I guess they're still doing it, but there's always a, there's talk of like they're going back to basics and not having Dante. It's like, <laughs> okay, but... What do you mean not having Dante? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't a verified report, and I didn't actually read it, Noah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just saw it, and I was like, all right, whatever. Um, Film ended on a cliffhanger, as I recall. Who knows how true that is. Dante killed himself right after <laughs> opening that dam and sending me to my death. Having completed, he and fell. Having completed his mission, he put a gun in his it, mouth. It was wet up there, so he fell. Um, but he was the best part of uh, Fast X. Yeah, I think that's a good call. All right, let's do uh, let's do worst scene of the year. I know. Okay. Should we? I really don't have one, but I want to hear what yours is. Okay. Uh, well, it's uh, the end of Fast X. In fact, because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that uh, uh, Letty and Roman and uh, 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 Tej died in that plane crash. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> at all. <laughs> At the uh, end of the movie, that plane is like steered into a mountain, and Dom can see it. And then, and then, and then, uh, Jason's like, uh, "Sorry, Dom, I guess your friends are dead or something." And we don't see them die, but we see like a plane go over a thing, and then whatever you say. That's the cliffhanger. Uh, now the cliffhanger is the dam explodes, and Dom and his son are gonna drown. Because there's the dam exploded. And damn, that exploded. They're gonna drive uh, away from it, I presume. It's like uh, a t- there's not, there's no car. <laughs> there's always a car. Let me tell you, if I've learned something, having watched eleven of these movies now, you've learned so much, and I'm really proud of you. There's always a car. By the way, that's a funny line to put in one of those movies. <laughs> There aren't any cars. There's no cars. There's always a car. Yeah. Was your cliffhanger... uh, I guess so it wasn't Giselle coming back. Remember that happened too? Yeah, she emerged out of a submarine. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up Uh, while we're talking. Sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to say. It was just a a god-awful movie and... The worst one. It was, by far, which is saying something at this point. I... To put it on a cliffhanger when already, like, your movies have gotten so bad and this is just so insane. And, like, now it's, oh, now we can't wait for Fast XI. Like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) Fast XI. Uh, That is the worst scene of the year. That's so interesting. So I wanted to pick something from A Sound of Thunder, but it's all pretty bad and I don't remember. That's the thing with these, like, bad movies, like... What's the worst scene in Rebel Moon? I don't know, man. It's all yeah. exposition. <laughs> it's all exposition. It's all just people talking about what's happening. Yeah. I have no idea. The worst what's scene the... is the opening scene because there's the most amount of scenes left after it. What's the What's the worst scene in um, uh, uh, Good Burger 2? I don't know, man. None of them are funny. I don't yeah. know. The worst scene in Quantumania, I guess, is just when you see the quantum realm and you go, Gah. <laughs> 
Yeah, what's the worst scene in Quantumania? I don't know, man. It's all boring. I don't know. What's the worst scene in Sound of Freedom? I don't know. There were a lot of scenes in Sound of Freedom where me and Joe both went like, they're showing like a lot of like, not a kid being molested, but like either about to be or right. being told they will be. Yeah, a lot of content adjacent to child pornography. And we're and we're sitting, Joe and I are sitting there being like, what is a lot of this? <laughs> Why don't we, we know what's happening. Just cut away. Um, and uh, I, I just, I, 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 so my, it would probably be something in sound. Of, I'm going to say, um, I don't know. I don't yeah. have, you know what I'll say? Here's, here's one thing that I thought, and then I was like, you know what? I really don't know. It's kind of a cop out. Everyone said, it, but I will say it. How about the, uh, the, the CGI'd uh, nostalgia fest? Of the Flash, uh, with yeah, all sure. the Supermans, yeah, you that is uh, that was George Reeves, whose estate was like, huh, <laughs> and <laughs> Nicolas Cage, who was like, yeah, I was in there and I did a scene, and they were like, and now you're really sad about the Earth ending, and then I saw the movie, and it's, did you hear this quote? Nicolas Wait. Cage went, I spent, I, I spent an hour and a half in a building, I put on the suit, and I was told, look at the camera, and, um. You're, I think you said like you're sad, you're contemplating the end of the world and there's nothing you can do like that. And he's like, I really okay. felt that moment. And then I saw the movie and I was fighting a giant spider. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what is this? And I'm saying that that's, that's that, that whole situation, I think, was probably the worst scene of the year. And not because the CGI looked bad, it but did. more so what it's... Yeah, but that's not why it's... No, I'm, worst, just, it's, I'm just... As an aside, it did look bad, but that's not it, why. It's the worst because of how much they're trying to milk our nostalgia and uh, how they just seem to not care about the people that they're representing yeah no that's 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 a, that's a good pick and i i think i think after this year we can probably retire this category too maybe find something to replace it with so we still have an even 10 i don't know we'll workshop i it. do like the idea of there being one worse there's usually it's just like one like for instance our previous winners are uh <laughs> noah gotta stab that baby in noah yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's funny uh, we've agreed on this once. It was, it was last year. Oh, here's the scene from Fast X, by the way. This is the plane his friends are on. Rome saying the cavalry's here. We got you, Dom and Rome and Dom saying Roman gets a trap. Get out of here. Yeah, all right. And then Roman's like, huh? And then a missile hits the plane. We got who's in there? Cipher, not Cipher. What's the girl's Ramsey's uh, in yeah, there? Yeah, Ramsey, right? Tej, Roman, and I forgot if Letty's in there. I'm gonna say yes. No, Letty's in Antarctica. We realize that Jack Reacher with his absurd gun shot the plane down, and then the plane flies. And the engine breaks, and then he goes, "Can't protect them all." And then in the background, is this when we get the flashback to? Dante from uh, Fast Five, and then it pulls back a little more and reveals yeah. that man yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So anyway, um, that, that's why there's 20 minutes left of a scene that is going to end in one minute. Right. <laughs> like this scene in life ends in a minute, and we have 20 minutes of the movie left. Anyway, that is what I was talking about. Okay. We think they're dead. Got it. All right. Anyway, uh, we agreed last year. Do you remember why? Did I say? 
Uh, last year was I don't think so. What was it? Mommy, why in Blonde? Oh yeah, the baby asking why she got the abortion. Yeah, was bad. You have since said the end of Cats, the opening of Sicario: Day of the Soldado. That's a great one. Uh, I thought that was your pick. That was yours. Oh, interesting. Yeah, my pick that year was the '80s montage scene from Aquaman. Okay. Uh, Naomi Watts listens to the tape and buys a gun in the book of Henry. Yeah, that's contention for worst scene of the decade. Mine in that year was any scene with the tablet and the snowman. <laughs> sure. Uh, Malcolm goes off on in Malcolm and Marie. He screams about the critics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this, Terrible movie. It's fun when we have one. I just didn't have one. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's skip. I think best scene should be last. I agree. Right? So let's go with the the girl on the train award. No, what's the girl on the train award? I uh, so this is the uh, the inverse of. We'll get to the Anna Karenin award in a second, uh, but that's the good version. The girl on the train award award is the bad version. It's the movie that we were most excited about that let us down. Right. I uh, girl on the train seemed like a great fun little pulpy uh, crime thriller thing. Lower stakes Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, horrendous, terrible, terrible, terrible. Just uh, and so, what movie this year were we most looking forward to? Best X could have been really on sad? my list. Yeah, absolutely. If only the last couple weren't right. Good. I, the, I had pretty much checked out on the franchise at this point. Uh, previous winners Noah include. We only have one, two, three, four. We only have like six or seven. We agreed the first year was Deadpool. Okay. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool two, better. It's a, yeah. Very good. Contender for Anna Karenina award. It's I'm a case. Sure. It's a. It's a. It's a pitch perfect two scenario. Absolutely. Um, you had picked Wind River and Queen and Slim previously. Yeah. Uh, I picked uh Tenant, and Last Night in Soho, and last year you picked Black Panther or Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And I picked The Bubble, the Judd Apatow movie. Oh, right, where they were uh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. COVID bubble. Um, what is your pick this year? So, I, as I said before, not a ton of movies that I really, uh, really didn't enjoy this year, but I do have one that going in uh, seemed like a really cool premise, uh, really had a lot of room for it to be something that I really liked. And instead, there was such a degree of ironic detachment that I was just immediately bummed out while watching Nimona. Nimona! My Nimona. What if a medieval setting, but in like the year 3000? So there's... So bizarre. Modern... uh, How bizarre? So bizarre. bizarre. But like, that's, that's that's a great setup. Sure. That is a great setup for a sincere fantasy story about a uh, a knight who comes from the common man, but is named to the city guard, has to clear his name after being wrongly framed for murder. His arm is cut off. Uh, his arm is cut off. He has to team up with a shape-shifting outcast monster. And named they, Nimona. Named Nimona. And they, you know, they... They work together and they grow to love each other. And also they solve uh, they solve the regicide that occurred. Is she named after the Othello character Destinemona? Uh, no, I think I think you're you were right uh, earlier in that she's named after the trouble breathing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's such As a, Nimona. Yeah, it's such it could have been such a good, like sincere fantasy story. Sure. And instead, it's just another 
one of the fucking like modern animated like oop we're we're so quirky we're yeah. so we have such a remove such a detachment from this we're we're not actually sincerely telling this story but right. wouldn't it be nifty if we were like just tell a fantasy story you know i think back a lot ever since this has really gotten stuck in my gum uh to frozen 2 a movie which by and large people did not like I liked it. I uh, I I did too. Yeah. I uh, and I I haven't gone back. Uh, Let it go to see again. Right. Let it go again. <laughs> but I'll tell you what fucking Frozen Two had going for it yeah. that I will always admire about it, and the first one does too. But like, it's just it's just a sincere fantasy story, right? About there's like rock lesbians. golems, oh, sure. and there's lesbians, and there's. Like ships at sea that are in danger. It's just it is. There's ships at sea. <laughs> there's there's drama. So there many are... times you see fantasy movies and the seas are empty. There's I not know. one ship on it. And they're in peril. The ships on them are never in peril, but they are in Frozen too. Right. Because Little there's Mermaid. Drama. There are so many moments. That's why of... you love Little Mermaid. It opens with a ship and the most peril. Yeah, that's true. I. Uh, and yeah, Nimona could have been so much more. It could have been really great, but. They were too afraid to be earnest. I have a lot of options I could have picked. Okay. Starting at like anyone but you. Yeah. Strays. Last Voyage of the Demeter. Exorcist Belieber. You People. You know? Oh, the Jonah Hill movie? Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Kenya Barris. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bo is Afraid was going to be my pick. Yeah. The, that could have been a... But I went with the one that's lower than Bo is Afraid. I've already mentioned it once. And it's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay. And, you know, it's not even that, like, I'm going into Marvel movies now being like, oh, boy, I can't, you know, I I understand that they're in a bit of a lull. I like Eternals more than most. I I dislike uh, Doctor Strange 2 more than most. Yeah. That's that's uh, another one of our great disagreements. Oh, so great! You uh, love it so much. You no, love I, I John Krasinski. Like the the flip flopping of those two things. I've never seen anyone applaud while jerking off, but you did it. Standing <laughs> O. It gets a lot of literally a standing <laughs> O. Nice, well done. Hey, thanks. <laughs> it really came together. It wasn't planned. Um, I uh, and yeah, like the buzz, it didn't seem like it was going great, right? The buzz seemed a little quiet on it. Yeah. Trailers and excitement. But it's still Peyton Reed. And the Ant-Man movies have been a blast. It's sure. still Paul Rudd, Catherine Newton, and Bill Murray, and he who shall not be named doing his thing in feature length. Michael fe- Douglas. On the b- <laughs> <laughs> As soon as Michael Douglas either blamed or said it was the key, Cunnilingus was the cure for his throat cancer. Yeah. I'm out. I don't care which opinion he took. Reports vary. <sighs> Get over it. Okay. Um, <laughs> he did. Anyway. Uh, no, Jonathan Majors in his big, like, it's his first first time on the big screen. I'm going to have to bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, whatever his name is. Kang. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror. Uh, so much hype. And just what a disappointment <laughs> on paper. It's like dope. Sure. It's it had such a such an opportunity to set up the stakes of Kang 
because he's fighting Ant-Man, who obviously can't defeat Kang. Right. And so Kang is going to kill Ant-Man or, like, grievously injure, and then, like, Kang's going to win the fight. Right. Or kill Michael Douglas or something. Yeah, and then it's going to be like, oh, I see. We're... Instead, everyone lives, and Kang is defeated. Yeah, yeah. Ant-Man <laughs> fights. He punches Kang to death. <laughs> It's, it's, no, it's like the me. end of the Tomorrow on, War. Noah. Just, he gets really big first. <laughs> Did you say the end of the Tomorrow War? Uh, yeah, where there's, it's just they just boxes the creature. Kind of like your 2021 worst scene of the year, the yeah. boxing finale in yeah, the Tomorrow exactly. War. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just him and Kang square up, and Ant Man wins. <laughs> it's like okay, and then they get tramped in the quantum realm. Except no, they don't, because then they're saved. And then it's just like oh, everything's fine. And yeah. I've just spent two hours watching like some of the ugliest CGI that I've seen. That uh, that's my anachron. Yeah, that's my uh, uh, girl on the train award. That's a that's a good pick. That was very bad. All right, Anachronina. What's the Anachronina award, Noah? Uh, well, many years ago, in our pursuit of watching all of the Oscar movies, we sat down to watch Joe Wright's Anachronina, a movie that, like on paper, not really for either of us. I. Uh, we're not we're not into like the old period piece adaptations, uh, and instead it was just like phenomenal, just blew us away. Yeah, uh, and so we named the Anna Karenina Award in honor of the movie that we least expected to like, but then really loved. Uh, our first winners were The Maze Runner for Me and Hercules for You. Okay, great picks. Uh, we have agreed only once. In 2017 with Wonder Woman. And we're not agreeing this year. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen now. this movie. No, you've seen it. I, okay. Uh, Didn't care for it. Nope. Nope. Not that. Wrong again. Uh, past winners have included, uh, for me, um, uh, Underwater, Malignant, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yeah. And uh, you have selected on here uh, Blockers. Pitch Perfect 3, Orphan First Kill. Oh, yeah. Most recently. What a fun movie that was. Oh, man, what a twist. What a great twist. So your pick is a movie that I've seen and liked, but like went into knowing I would like. Yeah. You'll, you, you'll, you'll understand immediately. You were afraid of it. What is your pick? Uh, my pick is Air. Oh, okay. Uh, a movie that is a... It has a, a lot of, like, fraught feelings mm-hmm. for me going into it. Of, like, do I do I give a shit about the success story of Nike? Like, how all these people became really rich selling shoes? What was your pick for the last one? For what? For Girl on the train? train? Nimona. That's right. I would have thought Poor Things would have been yours. I was, I was, I was a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was a little skeptical about poor things. Oh, interesting. Uh, so when I thought we were both very excited. I was, I was, I was in theory excited. Uh, truthfully, there was always a little part of me like watching the trailer where I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it'll be great, mm. but I don't love the trailer. Mm. Uh, and then, like, I'm not gonna say, yeah, I was right because trailers don't really mean anything. Right. Uh, but it just worked out that way. Uh, I always had a little a little hesitation bug. Uh, but yeah, going into air, I was really pretty worried about the sort of ickiness of like, let's celebrate our corporate leaders and their success stories. 
uh, and I still feel that way about all the rest of the movies that have come out. I, st- I still, I still might watch Blackberry at some point. I don't know. People have said that's good, but like the Cheetos movie, no. Uh, flaming hot, right? Flaming hot. We're just flaming, maybe. I don't know. Uh, whatever the uh, we were talking, we were talking about another one recently. They're doing the Pepsi movie. No. Uh, but Air just overcomes all that with the power of movie stars, the power of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Jason Bateman uh, just going to town. And God bless it. It was a, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, I loved Air. I didn't have a good option for this except for the option I picked. Everything on my list, I would probably would have thought I would have liked. You know, I think maybe we get down to like... Gran Turismo, Blue Beetle. Yeah. I thought we were both like the lowest degrees of good. Just like, yeah, good. Sure. But nothing that exciting. And then I, I found, I was just like, yeah, that's obviously what it is. It's the boy and the heron. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was not a contender for me. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I've, I've never been a, a, a Miyazaki head. And I love Totoro. And Spirited Away is great. And the ones I've watched, I've really enjoyed, but I've never gone out of my way to watch, you know, uh, Anthony Russo, uh, Porky Romano, Russo. <laughs> or, you know, The Wind Rises, or... Right. You'd love The Wind Rises. Or, um... Uh, the Castle in the Sky. Yeah, that's a good one. Kiki's Delivery Service. Exactly. Yeah, all these. I just, you know, like, I've seen House Moving Castle. Yeah. I've seen this. Um, but dig Kiki too. They're, 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 they're never ones that I, I seek out or have any real interest in seeking out on my own. And I was really just taken away by the boy in the hair. And I was like, Oh yeah, I get it. It's great. It's phenomenal. And, uh, I loved it. And it was the first time watching a Miyazaki since Totoro that I was like, Oh, I understand the, the hype here. And I think it's cause I saw it in theaters, you know, yeah. we watched like, Princess Mononoke at your place and I watched Grave of the Fireflies in my place like on like a TV but you know I saw um, uh, Totoro in a theater and Heron in a theater and I think that really helped the experience but uh, yeah I I'm, they're, they're always movies that I come away going like I think I'll respect this more than like it yeah but this one I was like no 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 I like it just as much as I respect it it's terrific that is uh, yeah I mean it's, it's of course excellent to hear I uh, I think every year they do like the Miyazaki Fest where they bring Miyazaki movies back yes. to theaters. I uh, I think this year we should try to catch one or two of those because right. if that's if that's what's like really the key to unlocking it, like I I really think a lot of those movies have a lot of stuff uh, about them that you'll really dig. I think Kiki's Delivery Service has a lot in common with Totoro. Yes, in that sort of like really low stakes kind of. Uh, childish wonder kind of story uh wind rises like just a an adult drama for adults uh there's there's not a single dragon in it uh it's just a just a story Thank about God. a man who wants a job and gets it how many ships are in it on, uh, on the seas the, there's it's really more of a sky kind of film <laughs> not a lot of concern with the water uh so yeah, I think that'd be that'd be really cool. But that, that's that's great to uh, great to hear about yeah. Boy and the Heron. I feel similarly. It's sitting at number uh, eleven on my list, so okay. probably won't talk about it next week. All but right, uh, it is my Anna Karenina of the year. 
Yeah. And one of the higher anachronisms I've had. Yeah, that's great. Very cool. Uh, and then finally, the best scene of the year. Yeah. Very excited. Oh, I put my phone away. Damn. Let me unlock this because I do. Okay. This is the big, uh, let's talk about uh, our past winners here. This is the big award. This is this is always the award with the most runners up. Sure. We uh, only yeah. agreed once on this, by the way. That, that's, that's so weird. 2017, it was the destruction of Mother. Yeah. And that was that was that was oh my god the first time we gave Brian is still s- playing Fast X in the background by the <laughs> way and Giselle just emerged yeah, Giselle's here submarine now. um oh my god this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen <laughs> and uh, sorry go on let's talk about good things no that's okay uh, the first time we gave this award you you said the first time a dude dude is floored in under the sun or under the skin. <laughs> Uh, and I had the ending of Whiplash as the best scene of the year. Yeah. Since then, uh, let's just let's go down the list here. So you're yours, and then you can give give me some of your runners up. Okay. And then I will list all yours, and you can end it with the most recent one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the runners up that I don't think you would have picked. Okay. Uh, in Godzilla minus one. The boat chase. Sure, there are a lot of uh, a lot of scenes you could have picked from Godzilla minus one. Uh, a lot of just excellent monster action, but them in that little dinghy they use to destroy the mines, yeah. running away from Godzilla who is swimming after them and trying to eat them. <laughs> I just fucking like just want to stand up in the theater and scream, uh, both in terror and in exhilaration. Uh, the, oh, from, uh, how to blow up a pipeline, the titular scene where they blow up the pipeline. It's like a whole like 30 minute scene. It is. Yeah, I know. And that's why I did, I didn't, uh, didn't seriously yeah. consider it for the award, but it's just, it's incredible stuff. It is kind of the height of tension, uh, in movies last year and like it's really long, but also you're just you're you're glued to it the right. entire time. Uh, in Asteroid City, uh, Jeffrey Wright's speech, uh, he comes on as the uh, the general mm-hmm. who is kind of uh, uh, not hosting this like science award for the kids, but is like presenting. Uh, he's the he's the opening act, and he gives a speech about his career and his life. Uh, that is. Like a perfect encapsulation of why Jeffrey Wright is like the the newest, most perfect addition to Wes Anderson's canon of actors. Uh, he fucking he he crushes it. Uh, there's a there's a bit where he's he's talking about uh, I think his uh, his father went off to fight in World War One, the war to end all wars. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Uh, and he just deliver he delivers that line just in a way I just talk about things I think about frequently to this day. It's Jeffrey Wright just saying the words "the war to end all wars." It didn't. <laughs> uh, outstanding. Uh, in I don't think you picked from John Wick Four. No. The stairs. I mean, which scene? You could have also done the incendiary overhead shot. Absolutely. Could have done scene. the could have done the uh, the nightclub where he uh, yeah. yeah. He goes and fights the uh, the big fat guy. Uh, 
really just most of the movie. But yeah, I went with the uh, yeah, the, the Arc de Triomphe car uh, battle. Oh god, yeah, the final duel. What a yeah. fucking good movie that is. I went with the uh, the climb up the stairs, sure, uh, yeah. leading up to Sacrecor, and then the uh, the sort of pratfalls that <laughs> that come with that. I I don't think you would have picked the epilogue of Killers of the Flower Moon. No. Uh, which is one of the more uh, daring and introspective choices I ever recall seeing mm. made in a movie. Uh, and then I think my only other runner-up is something that is in serious consideration for you, so I'll, I'll hold it for now. All right, here we go. Your picks have been First Time a Dude Was Floored and Under the Skin, Walking Through a Dead Girl's Room and Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Goddamn, yeah. The Ending of the Invitation, It All Falls Down from Mother. The Doppelganger alien Robot Alien Thing scene in Annihilation. Uh, Beth Living and Beth Dying in Little Women. Mads Mikkels Dances in Another Round. Bond and Paloma in Cuba in No Time to Die. And Maverick Returns in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, specifically the scene where he... Does the run in yeah. the uh, short amount of time? He has to prove that it can be it can yes. happen. Uh, this year, the this best year, scene of the year was uh, not to be some chalk picking normie, but it is the Trinity test from Oppenheimer. Uh, the entire movie is centered around this thing happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, I. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned that how to blow up a pipeline might be the height of thrilling tension uh, in movies last year, but not quite, because uh, it it really does make you believe that like he might light the earth on fire when they press that big button. Uh, the practical effects that happen in that scene are spectacular, second to none. Uh, the the them neglecting to include it in the visual effects list is something that I've made peace with, but have not gotten over, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just in a, in a movie that I think is incredibly effectively centered on uh, sort of introspective personal drama, a uh, character study of a man. Uh, also, it is just the height of, like action blockbuster, like what if a bomb went off? Uh, it just, just re- really, really knocked me out. Like Nolan's skills at put to their their most Nolan use. All right, um, a few runners up I had were um, the Oppenheimer sex scene. Um, <laughs> You'll have to be more specific. The Oppenheimer naked discussion scene and the Oppenheimer fantasy sex scene. I think we're all great. Okay. Uh, no. I mean, I agree. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think I'm, uh, you know, something as simple as uh, the sex scenes enjoy the sex scene enjoy ride at the hotel. Okay. Where all three of them are having crazy times. Sure. Uh, the scene in talk to me, the montage where they're having a blast using the hand. And there's a scene where, like, she's, like, singing in French and a scene where one of them says they're just, like, snarling at somebody. It's just, like, terrifying how cavalier they're doing this was really effective to me. Um, what a cool movie that was. 
I don't have a specific one for Cinemarink. No, it's all just kind of one big scene. Uh, the pitch in air. Yeah. He's actually pitching them, and yeah. it just talks about how prolific and, and cha- you know game-changing Michael Jordan would end up being and how important he is and that kind of thing. Um, you already mentioned the John Wick. You could go to Anatomy of a Fall and do the, the, the fight in the kitchen. Uh, that is my, uh, my final runner-up, Yeah, the Anatomy of a Fall fight. Yeah, we'll talk about that for a second. That's like because not only is the dialogue so brilliant, but I've talked about this with you and, and other people, but like the idea that when we see when we because the whole thing is that they're playing the recording of that to the courtroom. Yeah. But we get to see parts of it as the audience. Us seeing parts of that. And seeing that she isn't the perpetrator here, she's a, she's not at fault for this, she's not angry or mad she's very sad about what she's saying and hurt and everything yeah and they cut to the the courtroom and there's one moment in particular where she's talking and she's yelling at him then they cut to the courtroom and because we don't see her anymore and because we don't see the and because we then hear it through like the tinny speakers and the tinny recording and we see their faces judging her in the audience she sounds like a monster and it's such a brilliant way of using the visual and audio medium to show how visual and audio mediums can change how we interpret what a person says and our feelings about that person. Yeah. So brilliant. Um, uh, you could say the ending to Anatomy of a Fall. You could say the negative scene in Anatomy of a Fall with the apples. Where it's all negative. Yeah. Or Zone of Interest, I mean. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Sorry. The ending of Zone of Interest or the scene where the girl goes around putting the apples around sure. in negative. I, th- I thought you just meant the scene I didn't like from Anatomy of a Fall. Nope. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just Ken could be in there. Yeah. You know, the, and a lot of scenes from Barbie, but I'm just Ken could be in there. The whole, like, disco dance fight. Yeah. The disco dance, the, the, the Spider-Verse, all the Spider-Men chase each other was great. Uh, the May December thing in the mirror is incredible. Uh, there's so many good ones this year. There are, but there can only be one winner. So I'm of course picking the space between in past lives, the very ending of past lives. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do my countdown. No, yeah, your uh, your other your I've other forgotten my gimmick. Uh, the ending of Whiplash, saying goodbye, Brian O'Connor and Furious 7 and Sam Elliott and Grandpa. That was a tie. Food porn and Sausage Party, The Destruction of Mother. I had another tie that I mentioned. Thor arrives in uh, Infinity War in one minute and won't you be my neighbor. Avengers Assemble and Avengers Endgame. Uh, Dinner with a Sister and The Invisible Man. The Reveal and Malignant. And Why Can't We Give Love One More Chance in After Sun. So it's funny that we gave Debut of the Year. To uh, Charlotte Wells for After Sun. Yeah. And then I picked the ending of that movie as my scene of the year. And then this year we gave Celine Song. Also starts with a C. Whoa. There's so many layers. We gave her debut of the year for Past Lives. And I'm giving uh, the ending of Past Lives my (laughs) scene of the year. Yeah. But it's the way that she stages the scene. And I, I, I guess I won't say like what the specifics are here. But... The way that she stages the scene and how long she holds on to it. 
and it just builds for you. And it goes on for so long that you're like, well, surely one's going to move to the other, right? Yeah. Someone's going to make a move here. We've been here so long and you don't know if you want them to do it, but you want them to do it because you're sitting there going like something has to happen. You got to do it. You've been waiting. You're staring at each other. And there's a scene where the wind blows uh, Nora's uh, shirt over toward him. And Celine Song, I think, said that was intentional. It's kind of like the fates pushing. Yeah. It's so achingly beautiful and takes its time. And then when she walks away and what she, the husband sitting on the porch when she gets back, it's all played so intimately like we shouldn't be watching it happen <laughs> like we're like these people need to be alone but we can't look away it's so good yeah i mean it's a it's a great uh, it's a great pick so it's, it's a really good really good movie and a very good it's a great sort ending. of encapsulation of everything that it's been doing yeah a lot of a lot of great endings this yeah. year yeah uh, and that is certainly one of them yep all right uh hey those were the b-sides that was we're, a lot of fun i think we're done recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend we sure are done uh listen i had a good time with drive away dolls it is not uh a great movie yeah uh it is not going to factor in to my cohen six through ten okay when i get around to revisiting those uh but i do think it certainly has uh, some of those uh, Cohen comedy charms to keep it going. Uh, and despite the many observable opportunities for it to be a great movie, I think it is a uh, it is a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's a pretty distinct movie relative to like all, all the other movies that come out. It's like your your standard wide release. like you're not gonna you're not gonna confuse this with other stuff. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's worth a watch. I think it is a, it's a good time. I have a feeling next week we will both be recommending the same thing. And so I don't want to do it this week. So I am instead going to say anything Oscar, you know, we had a, I had a coworker who said, boy, it sucks that zone of interest isn't around. I just looked at show times and it took me two seconds and I looked it up. Were you on the phone for that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you were talking about. It was zone of interest, and she and she was like, "Ah, it's not. It sucks. It's not around." Did you see it? I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "I wanted to see it, but it's not around." And I go to Hanago, and I'm like, "It's it's here, and it's here, and it's here." And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, look, it's everywhere." Yeah, it was it was it was on Clark. It was at New City. It's all over the place. It was somewhere else. I was like, "It's, it's oh, it was at Webster, and it was at West the Western." I'm like, it's it's everywhere. Um, so I, a good reminder for myself to check back to see if she watched it. But uh, anything Oscar related, and it could be poor things. I don't care. I want you to find a movie that looks good and go see it. Or if you just want to stay home and watch uh, uh, Holdovers. Yeah. Can't be Oscar. mad at it. Stay home and watch Past Lives. Can't be mad at it. But I, of course, would prefer you go to a theater and watch something. But yeah, the, even the shorts, the shorts are around. Yeah. Something's out there. It's nominated before the big movie comes out. And takes all of our attention. Go see the movies for Oscars. All right, Noah. Put this up. That big movie, though. It's going to be fun. 
Uh, all right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E. That's not my name, is it? D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R? Yeah, uh, sound yeah weird. Brian does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've recently completed watching The Monsterverse. My list is up. It is official. There were only four movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's going to be five. About to be five. Yep. Um, and uh, thinking of what I need to do next. I don't know. But because um, I only do franchises that have three or more. I don't okay. do trilogies. Sure. Anyway. Um, All of the Lord of the Rings properties? <laughs> sure. Including the animated one? I guess. That's <laughs> fun. Uh, no, I don't want to watch The Hobbits again. Nor should you. But, uh, yeah, check me out there, and um, go ahead. Yeah, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. Yeah, that's We what are on uh, Apple Music. Ooh, I didn't know that one. We are on YouTube Music. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's the new Google Podcasts. Uh, that's gone. Or, no, it's not, but it will be soon. Mm. I'm going to have to switch again in April, and I'm really mad about it. Use Soundcast. That's what I use. Uh, maybe I will. Something like that. Uh, I don't know what it's called. And, yes, yeah, you know, you start listening to us on Spotify now. By the end of the year, we'll be on your wrapped. Uh, get, a, get a jump start on that. Please wrap us. Um, no, I couldn't quite get a joke in there. It's like we're like a second grade class uh, doing a relay race, and it's the time to do the mummy one. <laughs> Please wrap us. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Next week is a big week. We got uh, uh, Dune Part Tune, and uh, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a big movie. How big? I don't know. The first one opened to $40 million in October 2021, still in the throes of the pandemic. Um, only made just over a hundred. Is this one going to crack 60? Is it going to crack 90? I don't know. It's getting great reviews and it's longer than the other one by like 20 minutes. So who's to say, um, but that is next week and our 10 best. Well, I think we should do 10 because we don't have a tournament to do. Yeah, that's fine. Our 10 best of the year. It's going to be awesome. Uh, find out what movies we loved and why you should love them too. Uh, that should be the tagline. (laughs) Movies we loved and why you're an idiot for not liking them. Um, but uh, that this, that's it. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And as always, go see a movie.